This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, inspirational stories, and announcements, please write us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. You know, at Aviation Careers Podcast, we have the Scholarships Guide, Career Coaching, and various online courses. So go out there to the Courses tab or to the Scholarships Guide, and don't forget to click on Pay It Forward if you want to know more about that whole program. Basically, people that have stood up and said, listen, we're going to pay it forward. We want to help people get scholarships and uh, actually receive money so that they can go out and get their training. Pay it forward coupon. It's all one word. Pay it forward. We uh, don't normally tell people how many coupons are available because uh, a lot of people like to do these anonymously. But if you're somebody who wants to help someone else for only a $10 uh, contribution, you can buy somebody else's scholarships guide. And of course, if you buy uh, $50 worth, we're going to throw one in for free. So that's a total of six scholarships guides. So look, link to uh, Pay It Forward explains it real quickly there. Anyway, let's uh, move on. Today's going to be some Q&A. And uh, by the way, uh, I guess I should also talk about some important things that happened in my life. I took delivery of an airplane today, uh, Pipe Air Cherokee. I'm actually leasing a Cherokee from a friend for a year. Really excited about that and going to tell you, actually, I'm going to hopefully have some more videos uh, from inside the airplane, that type of thing, maybe some intros from the plane, etc. What it'll do is enable me to get out, maybe go to the airports and start seeing some folks like yourself. Uh, So hopefully I will We'll be able to do that. We just got a couple of things we're working on uh, mechanically first uh, before we actually uh, sign off on it, and we can go out and fly the thing. But tomorrow I get to go fly the Airbus and fly to uh, up north. I'll be uh, in Minneapolis in the cold north. Uh, cold. It's actually not that cold up there. So a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm really excited. Was hanging out at the airport today and uh, playing with a lot of airplanes. It was really cool. Also, another cool thing I got to see at the airport was somebody uh, come in uh, on, uh, I think it was a jets flight and pick up some passengers got to talk to the pilots a little bit and uh couldn't do an interview or anything but they really enjoyed what they were doing having a lot of fun and uh, the captain she was uh really excited about her job so it's really cool to see people that just absolutely love what they're doing which is really really neat that's always exciting in this career that's for sure anyway let's move on to some questions here uh let's start with uh let's see first question is uh, I started listening to Carl recently and thoroughly enjoy the show. I love his honest and transparency. I've been in corporate sales as an advertising executive and manager for the last 26 years with a year on Wall Street. I've been interested in possibly moving into a career in aviation, move to adventure instead of being addicted to money. I like that. I think I'd like to be a real good candidate. I've been recruited to all of my jobs and, uh, I have an exceptional attitude and always arrive on time, if not early. However, I'm 47 years old. Having stated that, a few questions. Will my age deter me from a career in aviation? I'd like to quickly move up the ranks and become captain, possibly at a regional airline. I have a family, twin girls that are 13. I understand I'll be on the road, but for how long? I heard uh, ATP is the best school for training and recruitment. I have one near me thoughts uh also scholarships um i've seen the guide on the website any help on uh the ones to pick so 
couple things here. Uh, as far as your age, that will not deter you. Of course, there's a little more planning that goes in because you do have a family and you have children. So you have to make sure you're financially able to make this jump. So that's really, really important. And uh, there's really some things that you have to think about that nobody else does. You're single. You don't have children. Totally different ball game, And you probably know that, um, but it's really something you have to think about, not just from a financial standpoint. So we just talked about that, but also let's talk about it from the standpoint of your family. And like you alluded to, you know, how much time are you actually gone? Uh, in the beginning, you're gone a lot more. A lot of times you only have, say, about 12 days off uh, in your schedule. And this goes for all flight crew members, flight tents and pilots. Uh, flight tents can actually fly more than the pilots, so they can actually be gone more than the pilots are. Um, you know, we're limited a lot more on the amount of hours we can fly. And that makes sense, right? Um, but it really is something that depends on where you live. And a lot, of, like I said, a lot of people are choosing to live closer to base, so they're not away for uh, as much time as somebody who's commuting. So, for instance, a lot of times, like, let's see, I am doing tomorrow, I'm doing a three-day trip, for instance. So tomorrow, since I live in base, my trip doesn't show up till, or I don't have to show for my trip till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I get done about midnight. I land in Minneapolis. And then I'm there for 33 hours, go shop at the Mall of America, that kind of thing. And then I do uh, the rest of my trip the following day. And I get home probably about 8 o'clock at night. And then I have to start another three-day trip the next day. Now, if I was somebody who commuted, I would actually have to go to a crash bed or a hotel room, and I wouldn't be with my family. Whereas I don't commute, so that I'm done when I get home. So I go home, and I think I have about 30 hours at home. Uh, it's not enough time to plan too much to do, but at least I can do a few things around the house, sleep in my own bed, that type of thing. Uh, but if I was somebody who was commuting, I would have been gone for about six weeks. Let's give you another example uh, of my previous life as a regional pilot in, let's see, I was in Salt Lake City, Utah. I would go to work and I wouldn't come home for two weeks at a time because I had a very short amount of time and I was on reserve between my schedule. So I decided, hey, I'll just stay up there. Uh, I would stay there for like a day and then or two. It was really cool because I got to go hang out and look at things. And, uh, the you know, at the time, I, uh, the lady I was dating would come out and visit. Um, but the downside is that you really can't, uh, you know, you can't plan a lot when you're that really far away uh, from the base in your commute. So another thing to look at going towards that question of how much time away is how far your commute is. So, for instance, if you're going to a city that you need to fly to with this possibility of driving, that opens things up a little bit to you. You take a few, eh, maybe a few more uh, risks as far as a commute is concerned because you know you can drive it. Uh, I also had something similar where I was living, uh, let's see, I was living in uh, the beach in St. Petersburg area, and I was working in Fort Lauderdale. Now, I knew that if I couldn't make the flight down there, I could always jump in the car and just drive down there. So those are the kind of things you look at as far as being away. So don't just look at when someone shows you or the airlines start telling you, hey, listen, you know, you're only away for a certain amount of time. Uh, don't just look at that time as far as the trip's concerned. Find out how much time you'll be away as far as commuting and stuff like that. So that's really, I think, very important to look at. As far as the schools are concerned, um, we don't make a, a lot of uh, suggestions as far as schools. Uh, it, you know, you talk about ATP as far as uh, training and recruitment. Uh, that's a very subjective thing, uh, calling you know a school the best. Uh, I think a lot of them feel that they're the best. And uh, remember this, we're in a, an environment where, as far as recruiting is concerned, many of the airlines are coming to all the different colleges and all the different big flight schools out there. 
uh, yeah, ATB will get you done fast, just like some of these other programs. Uh, they're just one of the biggest out there, uh, and they'll get you right through it. So, yeah, that's it's a it's a good option for some people. It's not for everybody, and there's some really good um, you know podcasts out there. Uh, there's you know the accelerated pilot training podcast. You got all sorts of different stuff out there that'll tell you a little bit more about that. From my experience, it's very very subjective. You know, some people do really well in those programs. Some don't do well in those programs. As a matter of fact, some people do better even in the Part 61 world where they get through quicker than in a school like that. Uh, as far as scholarships are concerned, uh, picking out a scholarship, that's always a tough one. You know, As far as being older, uh, there's scholarships out there, usually through organizations that are trying to get people to get back into flying or to get them to move forward in some of their training. Remember, in general, scholarships have traditionally been for younger folks, so a lot of them are focused in that direction. We've taken the other stance where, yeah, most of the scholarships when we started this guide were for younger folks. Now there's other ones that are out there for folks at your age, uh, pilots that are trying to move forward in their careers. Uh, so don't discount a couple of other things, too, as far as getting creative with the money. Uh, schools, interestingly, they're telling people, hey, listen, if you get your, if you come to work for us, say, as a CFI, we're going to get you your double I, or we'll get you your multi-engine instructor rating, those kind of things. So look at kind of the costs in that manner that uh, some of these local schools are trying to sell it that way. Depending on where you are uh, and what you're doing, uh, sounds like in the New York area, there's a lot of big schools there. Uh, moving quickly into it, uh, yeah, the regional airline, you definitely could make it there and uh, become a captain nowadays, especially especially being in New York. Gosh, you can upgrade in just a few years. So good time to be in it. Uh, it's always a good time to be in the, the career. The only thing I always caution is that every so often there's recessions and uh, things don't move as quickly. Some airlines do better than others. Some uh, do really well through recessions and some don't. And it all depends on, on how that airline is managed. How do you figure that out? Uh, well, you can't because management changes so much and uh, people make decisions that you may not see in the future and they go down a path and you've seen that. And, and it just ruins, you know, the whole career progression because all of a sudden things come to a stop. Uh, so there's something that's really interesting. Remember that there was all these airlines out there. It's the place to be. You have to go to this regional airline. Uh, those change over time, and they really, really do. So great questions. Hopefully that was a help. Uh, keep them coming. I, I think it's a great uh, career, uh, jumping into aviation. It's not for everybody. And like you said, being away kind of, it, well, it, it's not good for some people. I actually like it. Uh, in certain respects, you know, it is fun to go away and, uh, I like sleeping in hotel rooms. It's kind of strange for some people, but there are the opportunities for those folks that are commute, not commuting to stay at home and really go ahead and uh, get overnights at home, not actually being on the road, meaning that, uh, you just do day trips. Uh, some people call them, some people call it, use the term out and backs or turns, that kind of thing. And people are home every night. I actually, uh, know a guy, he coaches a team kind of like I do. And what he does, he only does red eye turns in the middle of the night. He does them like three days in a row. Uh, I thought about trying that, but I did do a couple in a row, and it, oh, they hurt. Uh, so you have to kind of be in that mindset and that mode. Uh, I think you could do that. The problem is if you're doing that so that you can do other things while you're home, it doesn't work as easy as you think. Uh, because you're going to be really tired when you get home. You're going to have to sleep. And if you're doing work while you're supposed to be sleeping, uh, that's not rest. and it's not, You're not going to be ready to go to work. So be careful there. Again, thanks for the question. 
Next question says, I'm 53 and thinking about going to school to become uh, an AMP mechanic. Do you think that's crazy? Uh, obviously, no, I don't think it's crazy. I think anything you want to do to to move forward in any career is really important. Uh, and it's something that is good for you. Remember, the as getting a license, as far as any license, it's going to be with you for the rest of your life. So getting that type of skill uh, no one can really take it away from you. Well, they can, obviously, if, but there's going to be something wrong that happens there. But uh, once you have a license, you have a license, and you just got to have to keep it current, that type of thing. And if that's the thing you want to do, that's terrific. Um, he continues, I'm bored doing what I presently do for work. I'm a welder trying to think of something to do in aviation. I'm open to suggestions. Thank you. AMP, it sounds like uh, you're the type of person that uh, kind of likes to work with their hands and fix things, etc. I like doing that too, but uh, didn't go down the ra- route of AMP. I went uh, the flying portion. I still love, ha- I love hanging around the hangar and hanging around mechanics and stuff like that. I love the troubleshooting. Uh, if I decide to have a third, fourth, fifth career or whatever, yeah, I would, I'd wind up getting into that. I would love to go there and hang out with the shop. shop. I don't I have too many things going. This is really cool for you because once you get your AMP, you become, say, a hobbyist and you want to start uh, fixing your own airplane. Once you're working in the career, you can actually fix your own airplane, which is kind of cool, so it makes it cheaper for you. Um, but as far as career change that late in life, no, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's uh, – it's all dependent upon you, and that's one thing that we do with the career coaching as we look at where you are, where you're going, and do we have a plan in place. So my biggest uh, suggestion is make sure that you actually uh, can do this and uh, that you have the finances and everything else in place. Uh, as far as other suggestions, uh, I would say make sure you get as you know airframe power plant. Uh, do all the electronics, all the specifics, and go into everything that is really something that can be used in other careers too. Uh, so, for instance, if you go and get your AMP, sometimes you'll see other uh, places higher. So, one example is guys working on boats. You know, you had people that came out in the electronics side, concentrated on that with their AMP, and they came out, started working on ships and working on large uh, yachts and that type of thing. Uh, the one good thing about the AMP, as far as airplanes is concerned, and kind of sticking that industry, is the fact that there are, there are so many jobs out there, and they're really really hurting. You'll notice that, uh, especially on the regional level, you'll see a lot of them are advertising for mechanics. Uh, even some of the big flight schools are advertising for mechanics. You, uh, here's something that's really interesting, and in talking to the the mechanics that are local and the mechanics that work for the airlines. Airlines is that you're working for a big corporation, big difference. You're being moved around a lot. Local mechanics, yeah, yeah, you might not make as much. Obviously, if you own your own shop, it's different. But you're there. You're home all the time, and you get to work with some really interesting people and work on some really cool projects. I was just walking through the, the maintenance hangar today. Uh, to bring the plane in for some work, uh, and it's it was just it was fun just talking about it, troubleshooting, and then also seeing some of the airplanes that are out there. It's just uh, one of my favorite things to do, and that has to do with the fact that I was in you know computers is figure out why things are going wrong or. Uh, maybe how to put something new in the airplane, what's going to affect what other systems, that kind of thing. So that part of it is is a blast, um, and that's something that I think you know you really would enjoy. But just remember getting that point. And then, by the way, there's a lot of scholarships for AMP mechanics, and obviously we have a few in the scholarships guide. But really, the the big thing is the fact that you have to put a lot of time in to get to that point. So I don't think you'd have to leave your welding job. A lot of the maintenance schools that are out there are geared more towards uh, people that are working uh, full-time and also going to do it part-time. There's the other option is to go away to a maintenance school. 
Uh, if you can do that, I have a friend that just did that and said, okay, I'm going to jump into this career full time. I'm going to go to a mechanics school. I went to one here in Florida, uh, National Aviation Academy. They've been on the podcast before many episodes ago. Uh, maybe we'll have them back on again and just kind of banged it out. But he, he was just, you know, just doing that full time didn't need uh, an income. So you really have to, again, you got to look at your whole situation. What's the best thing for you? And, uh, Oh, and if you want to, you want some information about it, just hang out at the airport and ask people, hey, what do you think? Do you like uh, being a mechanic? That kind of thing. Uh, so a lot of different ways to skin a cat there, and it's uh, really the, the, a really cool uh, field being a mechanic and uh, being the A&P. I mean, there's lots of options available later on uh, in other career fields, that's for sure, with that license. So, again, thanks for the question. Hope that's helped. Um, anyway, just, oh, and look at some of those scholarships. I know you're older. There are some out there, uh, and they're trying to promote the career field, uh, because you don't have the issues like you have with our pilot where there's an age limitation. Uh, so make sure you kind of look at that. So anyway, let's move on to the next question. Thanks again for that one. Uh, it says, I am a 33 year old married with three daughters and have been a police officer for 14 years. I've always had my eye on the sky and until recently have thought it'd be impossible to follow my dream of becoming a pilot. I've done so much research about becoming a pilot that I feel like I'm reading the same things over and over. I've taken a few introductory flights, and I'm sure that my goal in becoming a pilot is what I truly want. Okay, that's perfect. You got that. Now you know what to do, and I'm glad you've done a ton of research. Uh, it's really, and I think that's super important. Sounds like you really are interested. And the fact that you have children and a family, it's really important that you do a lot more research than, than say, the average individual can kind of bounce back or, or move around as much as they want. So uh, hats off to you for doing that, by the way. And he continues, with that being said, I know the road will be long and expensive. I've looked into Liberty University online bachelor's degree for aviation and feel it will be the best fit. This will be my first time taking college courses, and I'm a little concerned by the time I graduate, obtain my certifications, and gain the experience that would be needed to get a good-paying job, pilot job, I'd be too old. Make around 80000 and I'm battling the thought of leaving such a good-paying job. Have the wife's support, but it's hard to pull the trigger on going to school, spending the money and time to follow my dream when I have a family to provide for. Do you have any suggestions? Please help guide me in the right direction if you can. Thank you. So first of all, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, obviously, and this is kind of the perfect thing where we'd have to do a one-on-one coaching. But in general, uh, for someone who's similar situation and for yourself, uh, one of the things that you can look at is getting uh, your ratings done as quick as possible. Because so, remember this, I know it's important for having the bachelors, you're young, uh, and you'll have an, an, a path to the majors easily. Uh, even if there's some hiccups in the economy, you know, bounce back, that kind of thing. You might have a three-year lapse, et cetera, you know, slow down, and then things pick up again. You really need to get the flight time and get moving on moving forward. So the don't let ju- the bachelor's important. Don't get me wrong, but don't let that just hold you up. Make sure you keep moving forward with uh, the actual flight time and getting into an airline. So, uh, and like you said, it's going to be a, a long, hard road. It's going to be expensive, um, but if you can actually maybe possibly do something like, depending on the area you're in, be able to work and also do your flight training at the same time. Sounds like you're very motivated. You could do that. It's going to come to a point though that you have to pull the trigger and jump into the actual realm of, of aviation. Some folks, what they'll do, especially if not having the degree, focus on just getting the ratings. Uh, and then once they're done with the ratings and boom, jump into the, to the actual flying 
job being a CFI and then move on from there. They'll go on and uh, get their degrees and work on their degrees at night, etc. cetera. Uh, you have to be disciplined to do that. And a lot of times people, you'll see those folks doing those degrees uh, while they're actually on the road. I remember this uh, when I was at the regionals, uh, flying with uh, a lot of folks that were kind of finishing up their degrees. So we kind of couldn't go out and have a beer at night. You know, they said, well, I got to go, you know, study. So it'd be a quick dinner and then off to studying. So it takes a, a lot of uh, discipline. The big jump you're going to have to battle with is the, the pay and the benefits. It's going to be a big drop, especially at first. I know you see all the bonuses, but that's just a bonus to get signed on. Uh, your second year, you can wind up, especially if you're not upgraded to captain, and you may not be, probably won't be. It's going to be in the 30s uh, and maybe 40s. So that's not a lot of money. Uh, so you have to think, figure out how you're going to live on that. Uh, so there's a lot of lot of things here, a lot of dynamics. So uh, one of the things that, you know, that's the reason we do some of the career coaching is we have to flesh out those type of things. And I think, too, uh, I think you mentioned Liberty, maybe because of the fact that they uh, you want to do the reduced ATP, uh, so the reduced hours for the ATP. In other words, a restricted ATP, say with 1,000 hours, uh, because you get a bachelor's, that type of thing. That's good. Um, but finding that people get to the 1,500 hours quicker than they think just by being a flight instructor. Uh, so that that's, again, those are the kind of things that you have to look at in your life. It, do I want to finish the bachelor's and get the 1,000 hours while I'm working and, uh, and be able to finish up uh, the degree and pay for it because of my job actually can pay for all that? Or do I just go ahead and jump into it through my savings, et cetera? Something that's really, really important to, to kind of look at and uh, in your personal life. And, and that's really, really something that I think all of us have to do. We have to say, hey, this, every situation is different. You know, uh, for me, it might be a lot different than you. Uh, the financial you know, situation may change for you. There's so many different things that you really need to look at. Um, but don't, uh, my biggest thing I'm saying is that, you know, you start hearing the same things over and over, like you were saying, is, is keep looking at your options, even as you're going forward. Because uh, one thing I've noticed, a lot of people have to change direction. It's just the way it is. You know, the path is not always a straight path. It usually isn't actually. And when you get to a certain point, you might realize, oh, no, I got to change direction, go go this way instead. So really try to keep your mind open. But when you when you get into something, boom, get into it, start it, get going. If something does change, move on from there. Uh, so, uh, and then just keep, and, and again, that's why we do the coaching. We keep looking at where we are in the process of uh, the many years of making it to where you want to go. Anyway, I hope that's helped and I appreciate the question. Uh, moving on to the next one here, uh, says, uh, I'm not, <laughs> I like this. I'm not going to start my email with the same old, I'm a midlife career changer that always wanted to fly. Uh, the love of flying is pretty strong with my fan, my uh, many people. And I'm in the same position as many of the listeners of the podcast. I wanted to ask a question that might provoke some conversation. I'm currently in pursuit of my aviation goals by going the part 61 route. I would love to fly regional or corporate, not looking much past that at the moment. I decided to go the part 61 route mainly because the cost is savings. I've just gotten started with training. I have a non-equity partnership in a Cessna 172 that allows me a cheap way to fly. The plane has all the IFR equipment to get me through time building and the instrument stages of training. In fact, I can build most of my time to CFI commercial in this plane. My solo time has only cost me about $40 per hour, while dual is 90 This does not, of course, include my fixed cost for the plane, but they are minor when taken into context of the total cost of flight training. I estimate I can fly about 100 hours per year while working my full-time job. 
I think three years at a steady pace should get me at or close to the commercial slash CFI. Recently, I've been listening with envy to all the stories of everybody going to the regionals at such a fast pace. I've started to ponder the idea of accelerated programs. I saw that Sporty's Academy has a 9- to 12-month program for 55000 This is at least double the cost I may want to spend on my Part 61 training. My question really comes down to this. How much is that two-year head start worth? It occurred to me that I might be able to make that money up by getting started two years sooner. Should I consider one of these programs to get a head start in the seniority upgrade path? Okay, so let's just talk about the whole seniority thing, period. Of course, the quicker you get into the airlines, the higher your seniority will be. So remember, I used to be the furlough rep for uh, Airline Pilots Association for Continental Express and then later United Express. One of the things that uh, really was important is your seniority number. So it's like anything else. It's like the musical chairs. When the music stops or there's a recession, as they say, then whoever's sitting in the chairs keeps their jobs. The ones that aren't don't have jobs. Also, if you're lower on the seniority list, you're going to be the person that's going to be furloughed first. You're also going to be a person that doesn't get to upgrade. You may be waiting forever to upgrade uh, at some airlines because they shrunk and never grew again. And uh, well into uh, the post-recession period, they never grew. So sometimes damage happens to, uh, just like anything else, damage can happen to a company and they never recover. Uh, so seniority, yeah, it's, it's pretty darn important. More importantly is luck. Uh, I hate to say it, but it all depends on when you come into this world. Uh, for instance, we have a lot of folks that are now in the flying career that have never actually seen or experienced a recession. They don't really know what that's like. So uh, that's going to be something that they're going to have to deal with in the future. If you're someone's listening who's never been through a recession, that's just something you're going to have to deal with someday. Uh, you know, it's going to be frustrating. There's going to be no job growth, etc. But if you heard in late in earlier episodes, uh, it's, uh, you know, seniority. Uh, it's not just important. It's Everything, it's, and some people say it's the only thing. Your seniority is your ability to upgrade. It's your ability to get better trips. It's your ability to uh, get better pay. It's all based on your seniority. So is it important? Oh, yeah. Seniority is incredibly important and to move forward. The thing that you have to ask yourself, is it worth the extra money? Because, you know, if you look at uh, looking at what, you know, we didn't talk obviously about how much you make now, but if you're looking at that and looking at the time it's going to take you, yeah, it's going to put you a few years behind. But look at your total situation financially. Um, I'm, a, I'm an example of that. I decided not to upgrade till six months later. And by not doing that, I didn't go to the majors when everybody else went to the majors in 2007, 2008. A lot of my friends wound up on the street furloughed uh, after they went to the majors. But then again, now they're captains at the majors. Now, for me, I it took me just the same amount of time to, to be a captain of the majors because I wound up going with a company that was growing really fast at the time. Again, uh, it's all about seniority. So you really don't know is, is the thing that comes to mind here. But everything is about a seniority. Uh, you don't know if when you get hired, if there's going to be a recession or if there's going to be a big boom, whatever it is. 
but the faster you get your ratings, the faster you get your experience, the quicker you're going to get into an airline, the faster you're going to move up the seniority list, the faster you're going to get to your next job, the faster you're going to make captains. So uh, that is important. Is uh, is it worth it in the in the monies that you're going to spend? It could be. It really could be, depending on uh, depending on you. Again, going back to my situation, I uh, was. I guess luckily, lucky enough to, <laughs> to not get hired at the time by a major. As I just started my applications, the recession started, uh, and because I wanted to be debt free, uh, it actually worked out in my favor. Because afterwards, this is how things can be good in a bad time, right? After the re- recession started, they started furloughing people. They're flying with less pilots, so they're calling pilots in saying, "Hey, listen, come on to work. We'll give you extra cash. We'll give you extra money." So folks like me that were senior captains were making a lot of money during the recession. What did that do for me? Here I'm making really good money, and it enabled me to go out and buy real estate and things like that. While everybody else is selling real estate, and that helped out a lot. Uh, so I made the choice of not moving on, not getting onto the seniority list. This is kind of to your point, not getting on the seniority list at a major, but it also enabled me to uh, be financially a lot more stable than I ever thought I would be. And uh, it really was a blessing. So again, this goes back to you and your personality. Uh, and if this is what you want to do, if you want to be flying, say, uh, at a major airline flying you know, overseas in a large aircraft, uh, getting on that seniority list is really important. And uh, in looking at, so the other thing too, let's look at the money thing one more time. And I want to make a statement here about the money thing. That that sounds like a lot of money, uh, the $55,000. Uh, but remember, as an airline pilot, you can just make that up in overtime in one year. $55,000 is not that much extra money if you work a little bit harder than most. Um, you know, you look at these guys at the airlines that, that actually work hard. They're making a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars extra just because they're working so hard. Most folks, yeah, they can they can squeak it out an extra thirty to fifty thousand dollars, etc. And that's pretty good. Uh, one of the you know, I gave that example the other day. Um, I'll give you an example for today. Uh, I had an appointment with somebody today, and the company called and said, "Listen, we need you to go to fly this airplane from here to New York. We'll pay you three thousand dollars to do it." Uh, and that's what the pay came out to. They didn't actually say that directly, but I, you know, calculating the pay, that's a lot of money for one day of flying. And, uh, that's pretty incredible. Those opportunities come up. If you're willing to say yes, I didn't say yes, cause I had an obligation. Um, but, uh, you know, you can make that kind of extra cash once you get to that level, once you start making that kind of money. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's that part of it. So don't look at it just as the money you're going to make now, the money 10 years from now is what you have to look at. And, uh, to make that extra money is just phenomenal. I mean, just let's think about this. Here's a, here's a really, hopefully this will drive it home. If you were going to say you're going to postpone your trip to the airlines and you took longer then you get hired and also there's a recession you get stuck in the left seat the person moving up to the right seat uh, especially at a major you know you're talking an extra hundred dollars an hour 150 dollars an hour that's a lot of money uh, within a uh, six months to a year you're going to make up that fifty five thousand dollars pretty quickly problem is you're not going to make it up right away what's important is you're uh, you obviously have to live today in in your realm right now that money that you're putting towards this, that that's for your education, that's for your license, that's different than putting money towards a jet ski. So remember, it's you're doing this for your future, so this may be worth it. It all depends on your situation. And and another thing about the money situation, there's something else, actually I'm going to talk about this tonight. Going to an open house, talk about careers, 
And one of the things that I want people to understand, and I really wish people would understand this, it's not just your pay, it's everything else. People don't realize uh, how important it is to understand what your total paycheck is. Look at just the fact that if you are getting paid a certain amount of money, most airlines will put in a percentage of your pay into what's called a 401k. Uh, they'll also possibly do a pension type of thing, possibly on certain amounts of money. Most people are getting away from that. 90 some odd percent are. That money can add up to quite a bit of cash. Uh, as a matter of fact, the number you're quoting, the 55,000, a lot of folks I know get that much money put in their 401k by the company. That's a, that's a whole bunch, and, and that's a lot of money to me. And then if you move on, you don't see that, obviously, because you can't use it. You know, it's in savings. But that grows. And if you just stick that kind of money in the bank for 10, 20, 30 years, it, it grows to quite a bit of money at the end. So that's something else you really have to look at when you're starting to make this decision to move forward. Um, but is it that important? It's not just about the money. It's also about your sanity and what you're doing. Uh, don't always just look at the, the golden ring and uh, trying to get that big shiny jet. Uh, look at yourself and make sure you do this and you're happy during the process. Really make sure you enjoy the whole process of moving forward in your career. Enjoy the journey. Don't just think about the money. It's, it's really that important. Because if you wind up going to say an academy, I'm not saying this is true, by the way, about this academy. Say you wind up going to an academy, it's not the type of thing uh, you like and you think it's horrible and it's just, you get there and this just isn't me, I don't like this accelerated program, then your life's going to be miserable and uh, you know your step into your career might not be the best thing. Or the other side, you could jump into it and say, hey, this is what I should have done from the beginning. I love this whole accelerated process. It keeps me in it and keeps me going forward and I, I really enjoy this. So those are the kind of things you have to look at, and uh, you have to you know, look inside. You say to yourself, is this me? Is this what I want to do? Is this how I want to go about my career and starting my career off? I've done both. I've done accelerated programs, and I've done uh, the regular Part 61 programs. They both have their benefits, and um, they have their benefits at the time, They're and it's all dependent really about the school. You know, with the school, I mean, it could be a good school, and uh, at 61, you're going to learn a lot more than a Part 141 or vice versa. So it's really the school and the instructor. So do your research when you're doing this. That's for sure. So anyway, that hopefully has summed up, you know, the most important thing is getting on the seniority list as soon as you can. So uh, don't dilly-dally. But then again, uh, you have to look at your own situation. And if it is the best thing to do is take a little more time so that you're financially secure, that's the way it has to be, you know, and, that, and just do that. But you have to really, really look at yourself in that situation. Hope that's helped. And by the way, make sure that you keep the questions coming. Feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Any comments, announcements, I'd love to hear announcements, that type of thing. If you have a picture you want to send us, by the way, uh, if you want us to use it for the blog post, maybe it's you soloing uh, or you getting a rating or something like that. Uh, send it to us or a cool picture of an airplane. We'll use it in the blog post for the episodes. Uh, I've been sharing it on Instagram. I've been sharing stuff mainly on my personal Instagram. I just, I know, I'm a little late to the game, but I'm starting to share on Instagram. I'm really liking it, by the way. And I, um, I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm enjoying it more. I'm, I love the fact that it's so non-political. We're seeing pictures. You can share a lot of information, short blurbs. Hey, look at this. And that's kind of me. Uh, so take a look at my uh, Instagram page. It's uh, Instagram uh, account. It's really cool. Uh, it's uh, Carl Valeri. Also, uh, Stuck Mike Avcast is the other one. That's for our other podcast. And we'll probably start another one for Aviation Careers podcast. But 
Honestly, I think I'm just going to put it all on my own my own page because this is me. I mean, this podcast is me. So uh, it's uh, and all the guests, obviously. But uh, I really like to share flying. I love to share where I go and a lot of the pictures I share are places that I stay on overnights. Uh, I don't take pictures in the airplane because there's a lot of uh, in the airplane at work. I should say uh, unless I get permission from the company because uh, you know that that really opens a whole can of worms. I know some people do that a lot, especially in other countries. Uh, but we don't want to go down that route because we've had a lot of people get in trouble for that, and I don't want to do that. So really, the pictures you're going to see from me in the airplane are all going to be pictures either throwing the jump seater or while I'm jump seating or, more importantly, when I'm flying the little airplane around that I just uh, took delivery of. So really important to, to make sure, too, when you're going through your career, you look at your social media. Uh, so check it out on Instagram. I, I actually put a, the video out there. I figured out how to do that and that kind of stuff. So uh, lots of fun, lots of fun following pictures and, and really inspiring people so again if you got you got a picture you want us to share on a blog post send it in uh smiling face in the cockpit is always a, a fun one uh tell us a little bit about the photo like if it's your first time flying or first time doing whatever uh we love to share it with other people uh or the first time on a certain rating or first time flying a jet or whatever it is i'd uh, love to see it because really we're here to inspire other people to fly and, and you're part of that journey you're the you're part of that you're helping us here uh move everybody else forward too and inspiring the other folks so love to hear your stories anyway uh, thanks so much and and most importantly with all the things that we talked about no matter what it is i want you to do something today to move forward into your career it could be something small it could be something large it's just looking into something going on the internet researching different degrees researching uh different paths that you can take the different mechanic schools uh maybe thinking about your career change and saying hey can i financially do this do a little budget whatever it is sign up for coaching Make sure you do it today. Do it right now so that you can move forward in your career, in your life. And you know what? I can't wait to see you up there in the air. Well, folks, take care. Safe flying. We'll talk to you next episode. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.